Hello and welcome to the Wood Floor Podcast, a podcast for flooring professionals, contractors, retailers, and anyone that's connected to the flooring industry. We deep dive into the lives of flooring professionals, new and old, contractors, meeting the big boss, and also experiences we found that may be valuable to you as a listener. On this week's show, we've got Rob from Inner Space Flooring in Birmingham. Rob does everything from wooden floor installation, dust-free sanding, and LVT. Hi, Rob. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. First question, Rob, who and what is Rob from Inner Space Flooring? Yeah, hi, Tom. Uh, Thanks for having me on, actually. It's uh, quite good to have a little chat with you. I'm, yeah, I'm Rob. Uh, I run Inner Space Flooring, so it's a company uh, a few years back. We're based in Birmingham, and essentially we do everything and anything to do with wood flooring. So that includes uh, supplying, fitting. We've got our own range of flooring as well, and restorations. And we do that for um, quite a lot of residential spaces, commercial, uh, village halls, in the restoration, and schools as well. So. Um, essentially, it's anything to do with wood flooring. Brilliant. That's it in a nutshell. And how did you get into it? How did you start? Was it four years ago? You said. Yeah, I'm losing track actually because time is going quite quickly. I think it's, uh, I think it's four years. Yeah. Um, the reason for the move is quite interesting because I can't. Um, I was just before this company, I had a kitchen franchise. Okay. And there's a couple of issues with that. Well, one was it was a franchise, so uh, I wasn't. I didn't have the sort of creative kind of edge to take it where I wanted and also the thing with kitchens is that although it, it yeah I did really enjoy it it's all very standard like everything's you know boxes and you put it in and it's um and while we were doing the kitchens we got involved with a couple of wood floors yeah and I just love I just love the products I just love the products and um everything's individual it's such a beautiful thing to work with it's sustainable and then actually in Birmingham there isn't really a leading name in, in Birmingham for wood floor. So I set up the company with, a, you know, we've still got that mission to become the place in Birmingham for wood floor. So when someone in the West Midlands thinks about wood flooring, they think about inner space. So that's the kind of idea that we're running with. That's the vision, the mission. Yeah, that's the, that's the mission. That's right, yeah. What, what job are you working on right now? What, what, what work, what's been going on this week? This week we're doing laser parquet, so we're um, finishing up one job, which is a reclaimed teak uh, floor that we've installed. That floor is a Victorian house, so the joists weren't level, so we had to get underneath the floor to level the joists and then put the floor down, then sand it. We gave the, couple, the customer a couple of options about oiling or lacquering. So that's one job. There was another job, which is a pre-finished uh, parquet that was going down um, and then we've got another fitting of plank flooring like 74 meters in the uh, residential sector so it's been fairly fairly busy you know we've got three had three teams out um, and then finishing up a couple of other bits and bobs uh, like little um, little things like floor leveling and that sort of stuff which is going on and putting some plinths on just just that sort of little odds and odds and did the reclaimed um blocks come with the lovely bitumen attached to the back or or, or were they what yeah that's it that's the way i mean the thing with it because i went around there this morning actually just to because we've done the first cut of lacquer and it looks beautiful but 
uh, yeah, for, for the whole week, the house or their house, poor customers been, you know, you can smell the bitumen as you're going in and the fitters are always uh, a little bit grumbly about Looks doing like that. Looks like they've been on chimneys. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And even, even myself, I've got, I still feel like a sort of smell of bitumen on my hands, but it's it's the sort of thing that once the, once it goes down, it's just, it's a really nice thing to, you know, and especially because it's like a teak or, yeah, I, I do end up kind of pushing customers a bit more away from oak because oak's very, very standard and very English. And it's, be- it's beautiful. Yeah. But whenever we do like an African, uh, you know, an exotic wood, it just turns out lovely. Um, so I'm really pleased with this one. So that's going quite well. So, um, yeah, it, look, it looks nice. They um, uh, come up uh, very nice when they're covered in glue and 20, yeah. 30, 50 years of whatever. And then uh, first cut on, yeah. the, on the sander, you... you the clients like, oh, I didn't realise it was going to be like this. It's, uh, that's exactly. I, th- I think I, I had a few sort of scratched heads when the floor went down because it was it was very very dirty, and then the fitters are just like, oh, this is really difficult. So I was like, you know, just come on, come on, guys, let's just carry on, get on with it. But it lo- it looks lovely now. So those will be up on social media at some point. So uh, yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. So I've got a few questions. So what in in the years you've even in, in business, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, in the flooring industry, but um, what would you think is your biggest failure? That's a big question. But, you know, a... <laughs> oh, that is a big question, isn't it? Um, let me have a... I think... Um, I think I've, I've got... I think, okay, so I'm, I'm fairly good at customer service, and I know that because I can get on with people, but I think one thing that I've learned and... I've repeatedly made this mistake early on in business. It's just trying to please people a bit too much and sort of over-promising. And I've kind of learned with experience, and I think especially with wood floors, there's, there is quite a lot of... You've got to manage the expectations of the customer because the product is an, it's a natural product. It's not like tiling, for instance, or painting and decorating or even putting up steels. It's not that engineered. It's kind of like, you know... So that that sort of expectation and managing that along with just trying to um you know please the customer too much because that i've fallen foul of that a few times um i mean having yeah i'm a bit i'm much better now thankfully <laughs> obviously there'll be other things that come up that i'll learn from but it's uh yeah i'll probably say that um yeah that's probably the biggest one there's other mistakes that i've made but they're not sort of repeated ones they're just like you know staffing issues and that sort of thing move, move on quickly from and then and a bit more of a positive note uh, what what job um is the one you're absolutely most proud of um that really stands out that you, you can walk away and thought that, that was just awesome yeah okay so there's, there's one job that we did i think it was when was it earlier this year um, there's a builder and he's he's fairly good so we've done a couple of projects with them and um, that works really well because he, he just hands us the flooring um, and in this extension kitchen they had a really big oak beam that was going in and the client wanted something to complement that so we got something out of the bespoke range had two or three big boards to show him and he said well actually I like the texture from that but I want the colour from that and then yeah it's toing and throwing and I love that sort of stuff I love sort of being able to say, okay, you've got these options. This one's, you can either have these knots or not the knots or the texture or not the texture and have a look at it, see what it looks like in the daylight and make sure you're happy. 
So there was quite a lot of toing and froing in choosing the product. And then eventually when we got there and when we put it in, the you know, everything everything just fit really nicely as like in the schedule with us and with the builder because we worked with them before. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just seamless. And although they were essentially, you know, um, we were contracted directly by the client, it was just seamless. And I think sometimes when you've got two or three teams involved, you know, everyone's kind of like, you know, uh, got their own thing that they need to concentrate on and you don't get that overall effect. But with this particular one, the final product that went in was beautiful. The customer's absolutely over the moon. It really fits in with everything else. And then, and then the installation process just went like clink, clink, clink. And it was, it was beautiful. So, um, What product yeah, was it, it and, how, and how big was the job? Uh, the job was about 80 metres. Um, it was on a concrete floor, um, so that needed levelling. And again, with the levelling, that was like liaising with the builder to say, right, OK, you've got the original part of the house, which is here, so can you leave your concrete screed at this level? And they put a flow screed down, which again needs sort of buffing and a priming two or three times before we can put a smoothing compound on. So there was quite a lot of stuff that went into this. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, it was like a 180 plank which was um with a very light white oil and uh, rustic as well it doesn't completely match the oak beam but it wasn't meant to but it does complement it really well so um we've got some nice videos from that actually which i'll be putting up so i i even hired someone to take some videos of that with a drone that sort of flies through the space and then wow. out the back door so it, it does look pretty impressive so quite pleased with that one yeah, and yeah. And, I th- and I think part of the reason I think yeah because it's a good question. Part of the reason I'm so satisfied with it is because the process of getting it done just went really smoothly. Yeah. And I think increasingly, what's happening in my job and the way I sort of manage stuff is the jobs that go smoothly, I don't have I have very little to do with because they're just so smooth. Everything gets delivered on time, everything turns up, and there's no delays, and it's just beautiful, you know. And that's the kind of yeah those jobs where I'm not even there essentially and just kind of like on the end of a phone and things are happening. I think I I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then then the uh, the end client is obviously uh, over the moon and that, that that just puts the cherry on the cake. That's that's what we yeah. all uh, what we do it for is to get that end result that the client yeah. wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the fact that he was going he's he's a nice guy but he's quite a picky but i don't mind that at all because if, they, if they're picky it just means that if they get what if you can deliver what they want they're even you know they're just over the moon with it so that's the um sometimes it's a bit frustrating when clients are like oh i'm not sure or it doesn't really matter because you're like come on you know tell me what is it that you want because we can we can we can do this for you you know uh so uh so that's more frustrating for me actually the other way around yeah no, I think that's in, in all industries, uh, it's uh, decision makers and yeah. people that know what they want makes makes everyone's lives a lot easier. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what, what motivates you to get up on a morning, um, personally or even business? You know, it's what, what, when you get up, what, what, what puts the fire in your belly? Yeah, my, my personal, my sort of long-term personal um, aim is to kind of run this, you know, run this business enough and then I think I think what I want to do is I want to build my own house right. so that's kind of like the long-term ambition and that's the reason I'm doing this you know I've got a couple of teenage kids and sort of supporting them and but my long-term ambition is to build my own house um from scratch so that's my personal ambition on a sort of business level 
it's very much the case that you know we're a smallish team i've got you know administrative staff i've got fitting staff i've got like project manager and a van driver and we all rely on each other and it's yeah. kind of because we're we're small enough that i know everyone they've all been around to my house we've all had dinner together we've all met each other's family and it's that you know i know that it's not just my kids that are relying on me but these these people are as well to you know get up get the work in so they can do the work and they can get paid and i'm reliant on them as well so uh, on a sort of day-to-day basis that's what kind of motivates me really um like i was speaking to one of the fitters uh, yesterday he's had a baby six weeks ago and that really affects the business because he's got other you know uh, priorities now and that sort of stuff so we're having a meeting uh, over the weekend just to have a chat and sort of see how you know if he needs any changes or what we can do to sort of fit in with his because having a baby is a big deal but it's not something you can just ignore and just say well actually just carry on you know what do we need to do to sort of fit in with that to make sure that he's happy and he's not stressed out with whatever else is going on in his life so yeah it's, it's, it's that kind of thing that's the sort of company that we've got which everyone knows each other everyone works together one team might go and do the fitting another team comes and do the, does the sanding so that kind of like you know that teamwork ethic everyone's reliant on each other you know it's, it's how, a bit how like that how have you found you guys like how have you recruited you guys because one of the biggest problems uh, everyone seems to come up with is finding the right people for the job how have you recruited your team um and to piggyback that question how do you motivate your existing team to stay with you yeah um various different ways for recruiting i did i did a, a formal kind of job advert for one of the rounds of recruiting and i found a couple of really good teams um, that we're still working with and I found a couple of other people who I tried but they weren't quite the right fit so you know after it was just sort of like a trial period um, and then there's one chap that actually found me because he sort of found me on Google and then said he'd arrived from Holland he'd done loads of uh, woodwork and wood flooring in Holland and he sort of approached me so that was quite easy and we're still working together and yeah. um, as far as motivation goes I mean you know, I do. I've got kind of like what I've what I've done in the last year is set up monthly meetings with all the fitting teams, so that we've got some time set aside that we're sitting down over coffee, just say, right, reviewing the jobs. How do these jobs go? What can we improve? What sort of jobs do you want to go go and do? Is there any training that you need? Is there any other equipment that you need? And I think that kind of that's what I feel that that kind of um, um, communication does sort of make them you know i don't feel like i'm the boss of the company i feel like i'm i work for the company and they work for the company and we're sort of like partners and that's the way i like to see it like i don't like to see it as though i'm in charge and i'm the boss it's like well i'm doing my job they're doing theirs and it's all gonna you know we've both got to be doing our all our jobs correctly for the company to work um and then i suppose i suppose being consistent with like you know the price i mean everything uh, the fitters are you know they want to know what they're getting paid and how much and be motivated by that as well so that's part of the new systems that we've implemented you know just to have like set fitting prices so that it's very clear that you know you do this and this how much you get but they do go above and beyond because they know that you know they will just see something that's the other thing i'm sort of going off topic here but i think you probably found this as well, Tom, that with um, 
with the guys that with the guys and girls that work in wood flooring they've got a real passion for it that i don't see in other trades as much yeah like, you know someone that does, someone that does driveways or someone that does brickwork they don't love it like the like the wood flooring you know craftsmen yeah. do um it's, it's and they need to be made of jobs so it's uh, yeah you know, absolutely it's a difficult one to go and uh learn the learn the skills and then when people do find this yeah you you, you you admire the work you know it's a real yeah, if you're yeah. a sparky there's only so many plug sockets that can look good exactly but, you know every wood floor yeah. that's installed is different to the next one even yeah. if it's the same yeah, color yeah. it's a different tree it's a different so, so yeah exactly agree um, yeah and, and and i think i do give them a little bit of leeway to kind of because they're on the job so they'll affirm and say well I've thought of another idea for the way to finish this skirting board. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, go for it. What are you thinking? Do you know what I mean? Or have a chat with the customer or I'll come meet you down there and have a chat. So I think, I think that that's also important to keep like, the guys that I've got, they love what they're doing. And if it was just like you're doing this step A, step B, step C, but it wouldn't work for them. So they need to know that they've kind of got a little bit of creative leeway to, add things if they feel that's necessary or you know um so yeah that's another thing for the motivation i'm i'm so pleased you said that because when i run multi-team installation teams um my biggest downfall years ago and that i did correct in the end was was communication sitting down with the guys and open conversation um yeah you know when i onboarded teams Yes, everyone's busy. Yes, we're pricing jobs. Yes, we're chasing invoices. But the simple uh-huh. fact to just take a bit of time to see what people's needs are, personally, yeah. business, yeah. and that actually, rather than just cracking the whip and saying, right, guys, we've got to go and fit 100 metres, by yeah. just stopping dead in your tracks and saying, right, guys, let's have a coffee, um, yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. productive than actually cracking the whip saying we've got to get this done by friday it, it's but yeah. in the midst of the moment that seems the right thing to do but then actually taking a step back say right this, the next week's job is this this is the expectations anyone got any feedback suddenly you, your workforce is like right let's get this done but um so, yeah, so please you said absolutely. that because uh that was one of my biggest failures and one of my biggest um learning curves was just stopping and assessing yeah. The the, yeah. the the coming weeks days communication 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 and then yeah. as you said the result is what what you you're getting is your input is then minimal you you can then yeah. get on and run the business and do your stuff exactly and not, yeah and not be looking at wonky door bars or or demotivated teams that don't want to stop yeah. for 10 minutes um exactly exactly it's, yeah it's a it, it in one way it seems weird but in another you know to stop what you're doing and and take yeah. a break when it when everyone's so busy and running around like you know, lunatics but but it actually yeah. you get more work out out the funnel out the other end so i'm yeah. so pleased that you've identified yeah. that because that would be one of my biggest mistakes uh, was just going gun-ho assuming gun-ho, that yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the team would produce the results that you want without you know yes there's a brief yes there's a job description but to create motivation the, the guys yeah. have got to like and trust and um understand you've got the back so it's no yeah absolutely i think i think also retrospectively like if if you know if i get good feedback from a customer i always forward that onto the um or tell the fitter directly 
and often often the customers will leave them a couple of cans of beer or a bottle of wine or something you know as a sort of thank you um but even and, and also when things go not wrong but when there's been a difficult job just to kind of sit down afterwards and say okay well let's just sit down now that the dust has settled what went wrong and what could we have done better and what you know so you know on my part as the admin part and the actual fitting part and all the process to look at that but if you but if you're just looking at all the negative stuff then it can be a bit sort of critical and just like right you know only talking when stuff goes wrong which is not the sort of approach to take it's kind of like it's best just to sort of you know and so the way I do it is just have regular once a month is what I try to do with all the fitting teams separately just sit down and say right where are we let's look at the last month let's look at the jobs coming up and you know even things like uniform and you know equipment and training so it gives that sort of a bit of space to sort of come up i mean this probably leads on on to the um the next question so if you could give advice to you to uh well as I said you've got teenage uh, uh kids so this may come from this but what would be the best bit of advice to a 16 year old um rob would you give to yourself if you could go back uh, that's, that's a that's a really good question um i think um it probably, if, it, if it was me, if it, you know, because I was probably quite shy when I was 16, so I'd probably tell my, my 16-year-old self just to be a bit more confident because I've kind of got much more confident as I've got older, like even into my 30s, you know, I'm in my 40s now. So it's kind of, yeah, it's just to have that confidence in yourself. Um, if it's generic advice, I'd say, I think having a mentor or having that, that has been really useful for me and that's, part of the reason why you know I do, I do a little bit of networking and a little bit of you know I sort of know the local businesses and and I think that's really useful because even if they're not flooring business like to have the contacts and to have someone at the end of a phone just to be like you know I'm just having this issue with whether it's staffing or accounting or computer systems or the telephone or whatever it is you know other people have had that issue before yeah. and other people yeah. will be able to advise you so um, I think generally you know we although although the work in anyone's business or anyone's life they've got to do themselves I find it very useful to have those connections with people who are two or three steps you know further along and on the ladder than you are yeah. and to and to sort of um, just ask just ask ask them just you know pe- people don't mind most people in this world are actually quite pleasant and if you sort of phone them up and just say i have this issue what do you reckon yeah. most people are just happy to give advice um so i'm part of these networking groups that we do that and equally as well you know if there's a new starting business i will give them time to say well actually when i started mine this is the order that i did it in you know when do you get the website when do you get the logo when do you get the telephone line how do you do it um, so I try to give back in that sort of way as well. So, yeah, so that's probably like a generic advice that I'd probably tell my kids as well, is like whatever they go into, whether they're employed or own business or whatever it is, is that, you know, have those connections further up the ladder. Um, yeah. yeah. So further learning, so have you done additional learning or you say a mentor, have you got, you know, it, coaches, is is that... Is that- have you used yeah. those ongoing? Is that is that a new thing yeah, yeah. or has that been all the way through the your business journey? Or? Yeah, I've had a um I've had a coach for quite some time. So he's like a generic coach, but he's got a couple of and this is also useful because he's got a couple of other construction related companies. Like he coaches another company who's um 
bigger than ours, but they, they do windows. Okay. And that's also useful because when I speak with Andy, my coach, he's been through it and he's been through the, this sort of growth period that we're going through with the window company. Um, so I meet with him once a month uh, and we also have like midweek, uh, sorry, mid-monthly meetings as well. Um, so that's really good. I've done something like there's these ultrapreneur programs uh, that Nat, Nat West ran something, the accelerator program. So I was on there for um, a year and that's really good because that's free and it's for sort of, it's for growing companies and they give coaching and they have seminars about you know all sorts of things about yeah. tax or yeah. motivation or you know social media because there's so much to take on when you're doing your own business so i've 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 sent a few people over to the netwest program because i think that's i think what they're doing there is really good is that it's still really current is that, is that still now yeah. now yeah yeah i think they've got so obviously i was in the birmingham hub but i think they've got hubs in from memory like bristol london and manchester as well so there's an interview process so they they, they take on the right uh, with the right sort of uh, mindset so you've got to have the right mindset to join this sort of stuff and you know about this tom don't you from your other course that you run about the mindset sort yeah. of thing yeah yeah that's been a big again I've, I've learned very swiftly from mistakes in the past and i had a public speaking fear, had a fear of heights, yeah. um, real yeah. sort of things that held me back. And until yeah. I did exactly did some self-development and some other bits and bobs. And then from that, we, uh, myself and the team, have come up with um, different ways to throw you out of your comfort zone, which can be as simple as standing up in a room of um, six people or, or standing yeah. up with 300 people. And it's the same. Yeah sweaty palm and awful feeling in your stomach no matter what <laughs> what, what, what stage you're on um yeah. but yeah no exactly i think that big that, that's why i like to bring these questions in because yeah we're all outstanding floors or knocking on people's doors to to, to price the job but you know if you've got uh, if you if your confidence stood in someone's lounge is is not yeah. at sort yeah, of 110 yeah. percent yeah. you know you, yeah. the next guy that's going to come along doesn't matter how good his yeah. flooring is or how good his fitting team is if you've if you the, the client doesn't absorb your confidence, um, yeah. you're already on the back foot, and that's that's without yeah, you yeah. showing the product. So I'm a huge believer of um, doing that, and and sometimes doing that in more extreme environments, um, uh, throwing people off buildings yeah, and, uh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> putting them in boxing rings. Uh, you know, it, it's the same fear. It's 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 the same fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the same. You know, it's uh, yeah. um, you know, I'll I'll never. I was going to say I never forgive myself, but that's probably a bit strong. But you know, my wedding was um, I think twenty eight people in a in a relatively um, in, intimate room, um, yeah. and I, I wouldn't stand up um, at all, no matter what, um, to thank everyone for coming. Uh, my best man did, um, yeah, my, yeah. Uh, my wife's uh, sister did, um, but I yeah. would not stand up. It wasn't happening. It was that that was it. That was point blank. And now, you know, I've. I've, I've given talks in front of three, 400 people now, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. a restriction that you can remove. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a mental thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, and I presume when you give these talks, you still get nervous, don't you, oh. before standing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely, yeah, it's horrendous. You know, you feel like yeah, you've had yeah. your stomach turned inside yeah. out, back to front. But then when you stand there and you get talking and, you know, you just try and yeah. get rid of the ums and the airs and the, 
uh, and get into it, um, yeah, it, it it vanishes. So you'd, it's the case yeah. of taking that first step. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's... So, yeah so, and the, and the NatWest program was really good for that because they really concentrated on mindset and they were just, and and then they also forced is maybe the wrong word, but they kind of encouraged people to do like a sixty second pitch over yeah. and over and over and over again. So. It, one, it makes you think about actually, what am I offering in this business? Why, you know, why would I? And then you condense it down to sixty seconds, and then also you kind of get confident in just sort of you know the elevator pitch. Yeah. So that was really useful. Um, mentoring wise, I'm just signed up for this program, which is going to be in um, in Birmingham. So there's this chap that runs. It's called Real Leaders. So very interesting concept. So they're trying to. Um, um, do some leadership training for local businesses as well as helping reduce um, g- uh, gang violence right. so the way they do that is they're getting um, companies so I'm part of it so I'll get some leadership training but I'll also have someone to mentor like a young um, adult from Birmingham and they'll either you know they can either be an admin sort of person or something that does wood flooring and we'll take them on board get them trained up it'll give me some leadership training they'll get mentoring so that's due to start in the autumn so i'm quite looking forward to that so i've got yeah so training wise yeah i'm, I'm quite i do like that sort of thing so i've got my business coach had to the accelerator and, I, and now i'm sort of doing some mentoring as well so yeah i like to be part of that sort of thing brilliant brilliant um and um, what's next what's next for inner space yeah i know you keep talking about yeah showroom is the next big big move so that's um we definitely need to get that it was kind of we were almost on the verge of it before pre-COVID, and then once that happened, uh, it just didn't make sense to do it at that stage. Uh, and then we've just been stacked out with work, so um, we're, we're actively looking for units now. So I need to get uh, a place where I can get clients coming in, whether they're interior designers or other commercial clients or residential clients. And then what we also need is like just a big sort of storage facility at the back, so we can work out the logistics and i think that's kind of the next step because at the moment we've got um sort of five fitting teams three or four that are really regular yeah. on a week by week basis but i think in order to grow beyond that we we need a sort of space where we can kind of like log- organize the logistics of it so that's the next step the website was yeah so we've redone the website recently and that was like a big project so that's kind of ticked off there's still a few tweaks that i want to make to it but um yeah the next step is like a physical space and uh what's your opinion on opening the traditional nine to five or just doing the inverted commas covid appointment only situation yeah i mean i suppose the place that we're looking for is not going to be high street because i wasn't keen on one paying the high street you know rents that uh, you're competing with restaurants and other sort of places like that. So we're going to be off the main road. Um, the ones that we're looking at are essentially industrial units where it will be appointment. You know, pe- people won't just come upon it and just walk in and um, have a look at the wood floors. We've got a really good presence online, so people find us online all the time. Um, and then they'll, you know, we just if, if they want to come and look at the products, we can direct them with an appointment to have a look if not we're still happy to sort of bring the sample boards out to the client's house because often it is nicer to see it in the house with the decoration or the lighting or however it is it's not quite the same you know 
in a in a showroom wherever that is it's just not quite the same yeah and is that the you mentioned that you've done some work on your website is that predominantly where most of your work comes from um is that the 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 lead the lead magnet is that where the four yeah, rings from massively yeah so we've um yeah we've, we've got i'm quite proud of our website actually so we've got quite a lot of information there um as far as like you know the blogs and that sort of so that's regularly updated with um some good information and that kind of links in with you know, Facebook and LinkedIn. So it's all, it is quite difficult to separate that out completely because people might see you on Facebook and then click the link and then go to the website and then call your number from there. So it's a bit difficult to separate out, but definitely the websites, you know, I'm quite pleased with that at the moment, the way it's gone. Um, And that is most people just like, we found you, um, you know, we found you in Google, but the Google thing, again, it hasn't been an overnight kind of you know we're not paying for ads which we could easily do um it's been gradually sort of building up the presence on instagram on facebook on the website adding content and doing all that sort of stuff so that's been a slow burner but it is it is boiling now you know it's 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 we're getting you know most mondays we're getting 10 uh, 10 12 inquiries you know over the weekend via the website yeah yeah Real well, that leads us into the the quick off off topic round. Um, just as a bit of fun that we we chuck in before we before we finish. Um, so a couple of quick fire questions. If you want to elaborate on them, please do. But uh, they're meant to be sort of uh, quick fire. Um, McDonald's or Burger King? Which one? Oh, McDonald's. I think yeah, McDonald's. And I might know the answer to this because you've mentioned it. So I'm going to take a guess. But if you won ten million quid tonight. What's the first yeah. thing you're going to buy? Uh, do you know what? I'd probably just go on a really long holiday, but then it, it would be like, right, let's get the, let's get an architect in to make this to make this house. Uh, <laughs> that would be step two. Yeah, plot of land and some bricks. Yeah, <laughs> plot of land and some bricks. Yeah, exactly. W. Uh, actually, if the house is going to be the idea is to have loads of wood involved in the framing of the uh, of the building as well because I've seen a few wood built houses and i just love them so i've I've fallen in love with wood generally so i think uh, yeah not too many bricks but maybe yeah not too many bricks or if there are bricks they'll be covered with some um appropriate wood cladding maybe some cedar wood or something like that have you done a vision board for this house oh maybe i should actually because that will get it going I've, i've kind of sat down and just visualized it so the visualization is like floor to ceiling windows, uh, all sort of open planned, overlooking a lake. But that's not going to happen, is it? In Birmingham, so but yeah, yeah the one. Is, uh, yeah, the one. big one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've sat down and done the visualization, but actually, you're right, I think um, a mood board would cement that idea a bit more in my head. I honestly yeah, not... believe it's a bit oh, airy fairy, but I think if anyone wants something that that badly and visualizes it daily it's highly likely i mean yeah we all want you know three lamborghinis and sort of something off cribs on mtv but but no but if you put something achievable but still stretching a bit uncomfortable and it's it's in vision every day suddenly day-to-day tasks and um the 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 real the the it's happening every step you're taking well suddenly you know 
it goes towards that vision board. Um, so yeah, couldn't advise that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any more? People walk in your house and think, "What's this? It looks like a school collage." But does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Does it matter? No, it's like no. Well, that, that's yeah. the dream, you know. Not not everyone. Oh, so, you, so, so you you would actually put up the vision board. Oh in yeah, front of you, so you can see it every oh, day. Next to be in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Next, when you get up, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got to be there. It's it. That's it. It's, it's the first thing you see. Yeah. First thing you see. Last thing you see. So you know you yeah. you, you you go to bed thinking about the long yeah. windows and the and the yeah. you know the the home entertainment system and and where it's going to be and it, it, it you know it may not happen this year, it may not happen next year, but suddenly yeah. the stages and financial things you need to put in place. Uh, it yeah, then becomes a place. Yeah. reality. Yeah. You know, we'd all love X or Y, but unless you're serious about att- attaining it, uh, that's that's. I'm a big, yeah, yeah. huge believer that anything is possible once yeah. you're committed. Um, and yeah. that can be as the simple as buying another belt sander or or opening a shop or you know not living maybe's and could be just well. This is what I'm doing. I'm committed to doing yeah, it, yeah. and then suddenly. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're looking out onto your lake in the centre of Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> central Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I might, I might, I might need to move closer to your neck of the woods to get a decent view. It's too, well, I love Birmingham, but um, the views aren't quite as expansive as they are up in the, the northeast. So. No, no, no. <laughs> Have you got either company or personal core values um, that you live by? That certain words that if they don't fit with you. Yeah, it wouldn't work. You know. Does that work? Yeah, I think with the um, with the company, would it? Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't sort of got this sort of written out, but there's sort of three main elements: and like the customer service, which is key, yeah. the craftsmanship, and the materials that we're using. So it's like it's like combining those three, yeah. and that's what we offer. So I need to think of something pithy to sort of um, do that. And I think my personal motto that I always sort of. Um, talk about is i think this is from stephen covey's seven habits but it's the um, seek to understand before you're uh, before you seek to be understood so i always live by that i think i got that from my dad which is just like often people are sort of jumping ahead and i if they ask a question but they don't sit back and wait for the answer and try to understand what is it that that person's trying to tell me and that could be a client who doesn't you're not quite sure what they're looking for or it could be you know a fitter that's you know you can tell there's something that they're uncomfortable with but they're not quite you know so rather than jumping in so um or it could be you know your partner as well so or, or the kids or anyone so that, that's my kind of like life muscle it's just a i can't remember he says it much better yeah no i think that's brilliant brilliant that rob i think that's uh i've got a real connection with that sort of as that i used to we're talking, I don't know, um, eight, eight, ten years ago was my jumping in and just my way yeah. or the highway yeah. was was so sort of ingrained and it was just relentless. Yeah. And then suddenly yeah. just a couple of courses and a couple of books and, you know, a lot of self-development, really. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, just a yeah. different way of skinning a cat and taking that space and understanding everyone is different and understanding that you you might be different um and -hmm, then mm -hmm. you know not overthinking things but but thinking before acting um even if it is for a second that 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 in business and in personal life yeah you can get bigger results which like you're not just you know you're not just being at work at 10 o'clock at night cracking the whip it's yes you can get results that but it will end in one way and it's only fatigue or burnout or relationships um but but just by slowing down um, it's yeah. 
hugely powerful you know it's, it's the biggest tool you've yeah. got um yeah well no, i think i think we'll end on that i think because i think that's a really powerful oh, thing to the guys yeah and uh, a massive thank you for coming on the show um can you can you let everyone know where where can we find you what's um what social media what's the website uh could you give us all the the bump on that yeah there's a company called inner space flooring um on um social media we're at inner space floor one word um have a look at the website if you get the chance and if, if anyone does have a look and want to give me comments on it because that's a new kind of thing then happy to receive those uh feedback about that um and yeah we're, we're fairly busy on instagram and facebook as well so those are the sort of key key ones and all our contact details are there if anyone uh, wants to have a chat and then the new showroom coming soon to Birmingham. That's there. Coming soon, yeah. So I've got a few appointments to go and have a look at some. So, yeah, that's exciting. It's exciting. Perfect. Well, thanks again. That's brilliant. Tom, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Woodforth podcast. I've been your host, Tom. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerelandco.co.uk. That's cockerelandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerelandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.